so much for being with us today. Um, we are the Ignorance Project and we're talking specifically about the Black experience. So today I have someone that I went to college with. Um, Evan, thank you so much for agreeing to be part of this today and share some of your story. It's my pleasure, my pleasure. Thanks. Um, so I know for you today, we're gonna talk about the um, education system and I'm not sure exactly where you wanna start with that. So, you know, interesting for me, well, it's probably not that interesting for our listeners who probably went to Oakwood with us, but <laughs> now I went, to, I went in Christian school my, my whole life. So mm -hmm. from kindergarten, I was at a church kindergarten. Uh, first through fifth, I was at a non-denominational Christian school. Okay. And then from sixth through Oakwood, I was in uh, church school. Okay, so you say Christian school, but does that mean like a black Christian environment? Was it um, mixed? How is that? So all my church school experience outside of seminary was um, black. black. Okay. Black and black. All black. Okay, mine too. So yeah. what was that shift then? Because um, you said seminary, I'm assuming you went to Andrews, but I'm making assumptions here. Yeah, I went to Andrews. I went to okay. Andrews. <laughs> so was that a big shift for you? Definitely. So the two okay. big shifts were first through fifth, I was Christian school, not church school. So that was mm -hmm. a predominantly white educational space. Right. Okay. And then in seminary, it was like going back to uh, majority white or, I mean, it was multicultural, but, you know, mm -hmm. all my professors were white for the most part. Okay, so, so let's, let's pause here because I want to address that for a second. Yeah. So um, as far as the first part of your Christian schooling, transitioning from that to an Adventist Black school, I'm assuming you had like different teachers and, and people that didn't necessarily look like you teaching you? Right. How yeah. did that feel as a kid? So as a kid, I didn't really, how to say, I just knew, I, it's more so, it wasn't really my teachers as much as it was my pupils. Right. I just knew, so for one, I said, I noticed like white people are different. Mm -hmm. and, and for example, like when I went there, I remember the kids were extremely entitled with the teacher. Like they would say things that I would consider really? disrespectful. <laughs> so I was like, man, what's wrong with these kids? <laughs> it was like strange to me because they would like mouth off to the teacher. Right. And the teacher wouldn't do anything. I'm like, yeah. mm -hmm. so I knew where I went to, where I went to preschool and kindergarten, you get whoopings. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a different experience. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then going back to like that Adventist school with with um, black teachers or black, all black teachers and okay. all black students and some Puerto Rican students. Mm -hmm. Did you? Um, do that shift? So I, I realized when I went back, I was like, yo, these kids are different. Because, you know, you go from one space yeah. to another space <laughs> and back in. Right. And so there was a, I would almost say a reassimilation back mm -hmm. into Blackness. Mm -hmm. uh, because most of the kids weren't Adventists. So mm -hmm. I was like one of like four Adventists in our school. Most of the kids were um, were just black. Um, some were inner city, some were suburbs, but majority majority black. 
all black and little, uh, some Latinx, some from the Latinx community. So it was different because the way they responded to certain things was different. Like, you know, at the white church school, I never saw fist, physical fights. At the black, okay. the black church school, and it was never like anything like so violent where it was like, yo, this is out of control, but it was like, you handled yourself a little bit more differently. Mm -hmm. Like you had to be ready to square up if necessary. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I'm thinking back to my experience because most of my experience has been um, honestly in the Oakland community. Yeah. With the exception of, I think one year I went to public school and I actually wanted to go back to Oakland, which I didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I missed that community feeling. I felt like yeah. I didn't have that when I went to the, to the public school. Um, and okay. so I think I would say I think with Oakwood because there's like this phenomenon with church schools right yeah Oakwood <laughs> has like a strong foundation a strong mm -hmm. background I mean you have it's pretty much you can you can start a preschool all the way through college to be at the same and be in the same not same place. buildings but same spaces right whereas you know we were a, a startup church school mm -hmm. um and depending on the region and country you live in you know where I grew up um, but and where did you grow up? Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And so, oh, okay. Yeah, and so for me, a lot of people who live there, like they came there after slavery and never really moved and never left. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot, of, and it was like a running joke where people would leave, but you get sucked back. But you come. It was like a big. I feel thing. like Huntsville can be like that too. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. get it. Um, okay, so now let's talk about um, being at Oakwood and your education and your experience with your your peers and your professors at Oakwood versus transitioning to Andrews. I knew my professors liked me. Mm. Like I could stay back after class and talk to teachers. Mm -hmm. And and something that's important for African American males particularly mm -hmm. is they have to learn to trust their teachers before they let them teach them. And so I always stayed after, particularly with my major. Now, other majors, not really. But right. within my major, I made sure I knew my teachers. I made sure to talk to my professors. I made sure I felt comfortable with them. Okay. Um, so that was something intentional. But okay. what, I what I took for granted was it, was it was reciprocal. They reciprocated the appreciation, the love, the respect. At Oakwood. At Oakwood. Okay. Whereas when I was at Andrews, it wasn't always reciprocated. Mm. There, there were some teachers that would reciprocate, but many teachers weren't interested. Like you ask questions after class, they would just kind of give you a matter of fact answer and, and kind of, I don't want to say dismiss you, but it would be a little bit dismissive sometimes. Did you feel um, like um, that transferred from you being in middle school and high school and then going to college where you still had that similar relationship with your professors and in your teachers? Yeah, so so in middle school, my mother was my teacher. High school, I definitely would spend time after class talking to my male teachers. Mm -hmm. um, so it was definitely a culture shock. Mm -hmm. And then two, you like, you understand race matters. And, you know, there was this, this sense that I felt from my peers 
that there was like a disdain for Oakwood mm. from my peers. And then from the professors, it was just an indifference. Let me ask you this too, because I, I think it's interesting that you say that. Just speaking about Oakwood specifically, there are even people within our community, people, uh, Blacks, that feel like it's... Oh yeah, I, I get annoyed with them. Right. It's not the best education, which I completely disagree with, obviously. Um, yeah. But with you going to Andrews and being around more people, even Blacks that didn't attend Oakwood, did you feel that disdain too? from them? Initially. Hmm, okay. But I think, you know, when I was in seminary, so when I headed up the seminary, Trevor Martin had just, his, George Zimmerman had just got off. Mm. So I went up there in 2013. So um, George Zimmerman had just got off, but then you're seeing uh, Freddie Gray, you're seeing Eric Garner, you're seeing Mike Brown. And all of a sudden, there was a fade into blackness for some of those students that went to Southern or the other school. Or Andrews, because is that, I can't remember when, there was like some video that came out in Andrews specifically. Was it around? So I had left the time that happened. Okay, okay. But it was, I would say it was crescendoing into that. It was built, yeah, that, I get it. Okay, so that's completely different. So now in... I mean, I hate to say this is like an Andrews versus Oakwood thing because that's not my intent. But even um, I know for us as Oakwood graduates, yeah. Alumni Weekend's a big deal. Like we yeah. see people from Oakwood going back to Oakwood, even outside of alumni. Yeah. Do you feel that connection with Andrews where you want to go back? You're excited. You want your kids to, to go experience it? No, Andrews was a business transaction. Mm -hmm. Real. Oakwood was family. Mm. And then going to Pine Forge too, I probably feel the deepest connection out of all my educational institutions with Pine Forge. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to support uh, black institutions. Uh, for me, the biggest issue I, I find is that a lot of black people look down upon the institutions they came out of. Yeah, that's because true. facilities—I mean, the facilities aren't aren't where they should be, right? But that has more to do with the racial reality of America mm -hmm. than it has to do with a, a matter of caring. And so even in North Carolina, we, in our public school system, we have, um, we give schools a grade. A school, B school, C school, D school, F school. Based upon, 80% of that is based upon standardized test scores. Other 20% is based upon another standardized test of what the what a computer program says the kids growth metrics should be this year. Mm -hmm. um, and so parents, you know, with how schooling set up, how land ownership set up, people move to areas where they think they can send their kid to a public school, the best public school. Okay. That determines the value of that, that area. What you find is that black parents, wealthy black parents want to move into these affluent neighborhoods with the assumption that it's an A-rated school. Mm -hmm. But I'll, I think that speaks to the issue of grand narratives, the critical race theory talks talks about and why there's important to have counter narratives. Because the A-rated school is really an A-rated school for a white kid. It's not necessarily an A-rated school for a black child. Why is that? And I say the same thing with Adventist schools. Mm -hmm. uh, an A-rated, nice facility, white school, it seems like, oh, that's great. I want my kid to go there. 
but the racial hostility that they are going to experience is not going to be, uh, well, let me not say going prophetically. Let me say that they have a greater chance of experiencing okay. is, is not, has long-term ramifications mm-hmm. on how they be themselves, uh, on their career trajectory, on how they view, uh, where the, what they can do, who they can be. Wow. Okay. So I'm just backtracking a little bit on that, on what you said. So that's primarily because they're not going to get the same care because they don't have the same background right. as a white child might have in that same environment. Right. 